Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Demimond Paranormal Podcast. As you may know, or some of you may not know, I'm Tori from Demimond Paranormal Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, which we release a new episode each and every Friday. Now, each Friday we host a different topic for each episode. In tonight's episode, we are going to be taking an audible tour of Russia's most haunted locations. And, as it goes without saying, next week will be a whole new different topic. We may do another haunted country, or we may do some type of famous haunting. It really depends on what we find for that week's topic. But with that being said, all new listeners, welcome, and I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I just want to thank each and every one of my listeners, new and old, for joining me each week to listen to me babble on about the paranormal. And with that being said, let's dive right in to Russia's most spooky haunted locations. Also, I forgot to mention that we will also be talking about Russian folklore and creatures from said folklore so i hope you guys enjoy that aspect of it as well so let's get our let's get spooky shall we So, welcome everyone. How is everybody doing tonight, or today, or this morning, or whatever time it is where you guys are? Are you guys just getting up, or are you getting ready to go to bed? Or is it the middle of the afternoon, and you're just taking a leisurely walk, or sitting on your couch, or something? Me right now, I'm just sitting in my bedroom podcasting pretty peacefully but actually where I am it's actually pretty late and my personal opinion it's the best time to do a podcast it's silent and it's peaceful and it gives me time to think and I can really concentrate on what I want to tell you guys about and talk to you guys about so like I said before In tonight's podcast, we are going to be taking an audible tour of all things haunted in Russia. Now, I don't know if I have a lot of Russian listeners on Demimond Paranormal, but if you guys do listen and you're from Russia or you live in Russia, make yourselves known any way you can. (laughs) I'm joking, of course. But... This podcast, y'all, was a lot of fun to do the research for. 
And if you guys are anything like me, I've always been kind of fascinated with the Eastern European or the Slavic countries, including Russia. It always fascinated me. So this podcast was really quite a pleasure to do. I've got about 12 locations that we're going to be going over here. So let's begin with the beginning. So when I was doing the research, I've noticed that you may come across quite a few famous ghosts. We're going to be talking about the ghosts of Rasputin, Stalin, and even Lenin. Actually, I don't think Stalin is actually in this one, but I actually do know that we will come across the ghost of Lenin and Rasputin. So let me skip through my notes and bring you to the very first haunted location that we're going to be talking about. And this location is in St. Petersburg. This is the Grand Hotel Europe. Now, this is a five-star hotel that was built in 1875 on Arts Square. And it actually replaced another inn that was on the same location that the Grand Hotel now stands on. The former inn was a large, where since 1706, the year 1706, ghosts, I mean, guests would hear the footsteps, ghostly footsteps in the attic, and they would also hear moans and squeaks. Now, there is an account or a story about one resident who was brave enough to venture into the basement to see the spirit of an officer who was killed. Now, this story scared the living crap out of the owner of the inn, and he opted to sell the inn. But in some years after the inn was sold or not sold, the building became abandoned and it was demolished. And that is when the new hotel was built. It's believed that the same ghost had now moved into the newly built hotel from the former lodge. There has also been stories of guests of the hotel mistaking the ghost for a porter. Our next location is Arkhangelskoy Estate and Sanitarium, located in Moscow. This estate, located just outside of Moscow, has had many owners. including the Yusupov family, who were one of the wealthiest families around. Their daughter, Tatiana, died of typhus in 1888 at the tender young age of 22, 
and her father was so inconsolable that he buried her in the estate, and he also ordered a marble angel to stand over her grave. After the death of her father, the monument was moved into a tea house that was nearby. Ever since then, however, the ghost of Tatiana has been seen wandering around the park, supposedly looking for her father's gift. Our next location is in St. Petersburg. This is the apartment bulked apart on Gorokhavaya. If you want to see the spirit of the mad monk Gregory Rasputin, you can try your luck at this hotel in St. Petersburg. The building itself dates back to the early 20th century, but on the third floor, at one time, it hosted the infamous Gregory Rasputin. At night, guests have claimed to have seen the white figure of Rasputin roaming around. Some think that the ghost visits, visits people who have been in a bad way, particularly if they're in a bad mood or if they are sad or unhappy. If he visits a man, he will stroke his back at night, but if he visits a woman, he will whisper something nice in her ear to comfort her. Our next location is another hotel. This is the Hotel National in Moscow. Now, this is just one of the most luxurious hotels in Moscow. It opened in 1903 and many famous individuals have lived within its walls. The prima donna ballerina Anna Pavlova and the composer Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov and the French poet Anatoly France had stayed there at one time, the English writer Herbert Wells, and an American pianist Van Clinburn. But most importantly, the leader of the Soviet Revolution, Vladimir Lenin, stayed within its walls with his first wife for a week in room 107. According to guests and hotel staff, a man who is bald and is seen with a beard walking the corridors and turning the lights on and off is thought to be the ghost of Vladimir Lenin. He is also seen at the hotel sipping tea as well.
our next it's not even really a location i mean it's in a location it's in saint petersburg but this is more of a monument right now we're going to be talking about the bronze horseman in saint petersburg peter the great created the city of saint petersburg during his rule so it's no wonder why his spirit was soon wandering the streets, especially near the bronze horseman, which was erected in his honor. If you approach the monument at night, however, you may see a tall, dark figure wandering around the statue. Our next location is Avodny Canal in St. Petersburg. Now this is the longest artificially made canal that was used to serve as a bordering purpose for the southern part of the city. The water is not very deep, although it has been the site of numerous successful suicide attempts. However, those who did survive their suicide attempt say that they did they did not mean to jump but they had an overwhelming sense to do so according to the rumor the restless souls of the canal are tempting others to join them in the watery graves so don't stand too close to the water or you may be one of them that is called out to Before we continue with our haunted canals and palaces and castles, have you guys ever heard of any of these locations that I have already mentioned? You let me know down in the comments. Our next story has to do with a married couple that was so greedy that their hiding spaces that they used to keep all their money actually ended up betraying them and causing their death. This is the Kusovnikov house in Moscow. This 19th century house was owned by Piotr and Sofia, and they were extremely greedy and very suspicious about their money. They were always trying new antics as to way to hide their money, and they were always hiding it in very unusual places so no one could steal their money. But unfortunately for them, their new hiding spot was a bit too unusual and their money was accidentally burned one night by the caretaker when they hid it in a fireplace. It said that they both died of shock on the spot when they found out that their money was burnt. 
So, to this day, ever since then, people have claimed to have seen an old humped man on the street crying and mourning over the loss of his money. Many believe that that is the ghost of Piotr. Our next location is a castle. This is St. Michael's Castle in St. Petersburg. The only palace in St. Petersburg and it has increased popularity among both locals and tourists due to its particular ghost which is haunting the only palace. And that ghost is believed to be Tsar Pavel I. He was the one who initiated the castle's construction and sadly it became his refuge after construction had ended. His life had tragically ended after he was killed by a drunken mob, the soldiers drunken mob to be more specific. Now all they had to do was arrest him in order to make his son the new king, but they ended up killing him. But to this day, it's said that his ghost can apparently be seen in the window, a very specific window, playing the violin. Our next location is in is near Voronezh and this is the Oldenburg Palace. The palace was built in the late 19th century and it belonged to Princess Eugenia of Luchtenberg of Luchtenberg. Today, the claims of her ghost still rises from deep within the castmates of the palace to wander the rooms and corridors of the castle. There is also another ghost that is apparent in the haunting of Oldenburg Palace. It's said that it is of a peasant girl, in which even Princess Eugenia had mentioned seeing this ghost in her lifetime. Our next location is actually a Kremlin. This is the Nizhny Novgorod Kremlin. According to the legend surrounding the construction of the Kremlin, the workers were unable to finish construction of one of the towers of the Kremlin. It kept falling down. When they were at wit's end, the constructors decided to make a sacrifice. A sacrifice of blood. So they came up with a plan that 
When they saw the first person who passed by, that person would be killed. And that first person was a woman who was trying to quickly collect water from a nearby river. She was the sacrifice. She was actually bricked up inside the tower alive. And to this day, legend has it, the ghost of the woman can apparently be seen as a pale woman holding a baby and she had appeared in the vicinity of the Kremlin ever since then. Our, our next location is another canal in St. Petersburg. This canal is named Gribriadov. As the local lore goes, on a misty March night, you may be able to see the ghost of a young girl. Now her face is said to be blue due to asphyxiation, and there is a large red mark around her neck. The spirit is thought to be that of Sophia Perovskaya, who assassinated Tsar Alexander II. She was then, in turn, hung for her crimes. It's said that seeing the ghost is a bad omen, and it can be lethal, it can be a lethal sight for any nocturnal, nocturnal pedestrian. So be careful while peering into this canal. You may see the ghost of Sophia, and it may be your last. So, if you guys have been listening to my podcast for a while now, you'll know that a person like me, I've always had a little liking to cemeteries and graveyards and stuff like that. And so, now I bring you guys to what is known as the City of the Dead in North Ossetia, Alanya. Now, this cemetery is located in the village of the Dargles. The Dargals. This necropolis is made by the people living in the village nearby. The cemetery was created when the village was hit by a plague, and legend has it that anybody that who visits this cemetery will not come out alive. It holds the remains of 10,000 people. It also holds 99 different tombs and crypts. In the necropolis, all of the bodies which are buried are very well preserved. And these burials occurred between the 14th and the 18th centuries. And what I mean by when I say that they were very well preserved, well, it means that the flesh is still very well intact with the bones. 
Now, theories suggest that when a plague would make its way through the village, infected residents would quarantine themselves inside the crypts and await a gruesome death. These gruesome, painful illnesses were thought to have been a punishment brought on by angry gods to the villagers because of a treatment that, was, that they had done to a young woman years and centuries ago. Now, some of the illnesses that we're talking about was cholera, so, partic so particularly nasty diseases swept through this little village. So if you guys ever want to visit this cemetery, enter at your own risk. So now, I'm going to take you guys into a little bit of Slavic slash Russian mythology. And the first account, or the first character from this folklore, which is a better word than mythology, this is more folklore that we're going to be talking about. This is Koshay the Deathless. Now, Koshay cannot be killed by any conventional means. His soul is hidden in a needle, which is in an egg, which is hidden in a duck, which is also hidden in, in a hair, which is also hidden in a iron chest. His, so needless to say, his soul is separated from his body. And the iron chest in which the hair resides is buried beneath a green oak tree on the island of Bouillon, which is in the ocean. So as long as his soul is safe, he cannot die. But if you are able to possess the egg, you can possess Koshay and his powers. But his magic will immediately be lost, and he will then become sick and weak. And Maya also mentioned that Koshay is a skeleton. Our next creature of folklore that we're going to be talking about is the Vodyame. Now, the Vodyame is a male water fairy who is thought to be the embodiment of drowned people, the souls of drowned people. He is believed to live at the bottom of seas and lakes. He's portrayed as an old man with a beard that is long, and sometimes it's green or white or blue. He is also covered with slime and fish scales, or sometimes he has a fish tail. It's believed that he mimics voices to lure people to their deaths. He's also said to change his appearance for this same reason. Some stories depict him as a friend who will help millers and fishers 
who make offerings and sacrifices to him for good fortune. He is also seen as an evil creature that resembles the devil. Our next deity or entity, we should say, is somebody you may have heard of. Now, we're going to refer to her on this episode as Lady Midday. And she is a popular figure in Slavic folklore, including Russian. She is a field spirit, but she is portrayed as a demonic creature that comes in a form of a young woman dressed in white who wanders the field and assaults villagers at work at noon. She was thought to be the cause of heat strokes, neck aches, and madness. It's said that she appears in the summer as a cloud of dust, or she may appear as a creature that carries tools such as a scythe or a shear. In some accounts, she will come as a woman who told riddles to somebody that are so complex that the person was killed if they couldn't come up with an answer to her riddles. She would kill them. So our next entity is a Baba Yaga. Now you guys may have heard of Baba Yaga, you know, through, again, Slavic folklore, Russian folklore. You may have heard of her through the children's movie Bartok the Magnificent. You may have even heard of Baba Yaga through the whole John Wick um, trilogy, I think. Yeah, it's a trilogy, because there's three movies. But tell me this, y'all, because I still don't really know what Baba Yaga has to do with John Wick, but maybe if I watch the film one of these days, maybe I'll find out. But for those of us who don't even know who Baba Yaga is, I'm going to fill you in in a nutshell. So, Baba Yaga. In most tales, she was an evil witch with a mortar and broom with a pestle too and she loved to terrify and chase and eat little children she lived in a hut that was settled deep within the forest and the door to her house had hooves although she was usually depicted as a menacing creature to children sometimes she would pose as a challenge or a challenger to people, and if they could complete her challenges, they would in turn obtain her knowledge. Next, I'm going to tell you guys about the 
polyvoy. The polyvoy is a male spirit of the fields, kind of like Lady Midday. His appearance is the mirror of his environment, which is, in most cases, with all the natural spirits. Occasionally, Polavoy is described as a creature with dark skin that has a grass instead of hair. Sometimes he is portrayed as being dressed in white attire with, and he is a Accompanied by the wind, the polavoy can be seen in different sizes. It can either be as tall as the summer grass or as short as the field stubble when the harvest is over. Now this creature is not specifically highlighted as malevolent, but he can make people get lost in the fields and in general he is considered a bad omen. It was said that the best way to avoid him was to not go into the fields at noon when the sun was too hot. Our next entity is the Leshy. The Leshy is a forest spirit known as the Master of the Woods. And he is usually depicted as a male, even though his appearance is versatile in a lot of stories. In general, the Leshy is portrayed as an old man, and in some cases we see him as an animal or a mushroom. And sometimes, he even has a tail and wings, kind of like the devil. The legend of Leshy says that he can appear in different sizes, as a dwarf or even as a giant. And he has the power of transformation that is regarded as his superior quality. He could fit in his surroundings depending on the height of the plant life in the forest where he lives. Some tales describe him as a family man with a wife and children who is living in a harmonious household in a village. Other legends represent him with a multitude of creatures in a forest. In those stories, Leshy lives in a hierarchy that resembles society. Now, Leshy can also be mentioned as a character that cannot speak, but he can only make bird sounds, or the sound of rustling leaves, or he can just clap with his hands. Now, Leshy is described as evil or mischievous. It is believed that if you meet him, you won't get lost in the woods. Leshy can also make people ill, he can steal women, and he can even steal children or eat people. People thought that using a cross would be a good protection against him. Now this is something that suggests that he was classified as a Christian demon or even the devil himself.
And our last entity for tonight is the Rizolka. Now the Rizolka is a water spirit or a water fairy in Slavic mythology. She was often compared to the concept of a nymph or a mermaid that is found in other mythologies, such as Greek mythology. As she is a supernatural spirit that lives near or inside the water, she is often depicted as malevolent towards people. However, as a mythical character, she is not always represented as such. In the initial version, in the initial versions of the pagan tales, they represented her as a malevolent spirit. The later versions portrayed Rizalki as dangerous, dead beings, and cursed spirits that looked like young women. The Rizalka spirits are considered to be the souls of young women who had drowned or were murdered in or near lakes. They were represented as ghosts with bodies made of water who sought to avenge their deaths or wandered around the haunted lakes. So now I'm going to take you guys to the outro. I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode as I enjoyed doing the research and presenting it to y'all. So what you guys hearing right now is a Russian lullaby sung by Ashley Serena. Now you guys tell me, would this song put you guys to sleep? And with that said, I want to thank you guys so, so much for joining me for tonight's podcast. And I hope you guys will enjoy it enough, or you had enjoyed it enough, to want to listen to another one. You guys getting sleepy yet? I know this makes me so comfortable to go to sleep. And that being said, I do want to remind you guys, if you have a paranormal story that you would like featured on Demimond Paranormal Podcast, feel free to message me on Facebook.com or find a way to reach me here on 
anchor.fm and we will be glad to feature your story or if, if you would like to tell your story yourself we will be glad to feature you or have a little window for you to come on the show and tell your story yourself. Alright, with that being said and with that lullaby, I wish you guys a good night, sweet dreams, and I will see you in the next episode. Take care, make good choices, be kind to one another, stay safe, and stay spooky.